Hello everyone and welcome back to episode 11 of the Cut the Cameras podcast. Today I'm joined with someone super exciting. I'm here with May. Hi. Hi. Nice to be here. <laughs> Guys, May, I followed you on Instagram maybe for maybe a year now, but only recently Whoa. did I discover your YouTube channel and seriously, you're one of my favorite people I follow. <gasps> Oh Guys, my god! She's she's so talented. So I'm really excited just to get to talk to you today. Um, so sweet. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to people who don't know you? Um. Okay. So hello, everyone. I'm Nay. Um. Yeah. I have a YouTube channel. I guess <laughs> I've been running it for like six years, and yeah, it's been a journey. Oh, wow. Um. Yeah. I'm 21. My birthday's in a few weeks, and. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not that good at introductions. I'm super excited to be here. I'm like mini fan of you. I only like found about found out about you recently, so that's oh, exciting. Yeah, well, I'm glad. Thank yeah. You. Yeah, I I was I've had your name down on my possible guest list for a while. I just wanted to wait until I had Ooh, a few anticipated guest. Yeah, I'd also wish you a happy early birthday, but I know that that's bad luck in Germany. Really? Oh my god. Yeah. Well, I mean. Oh. That's what, that was my experience in Germany. Thanks for the bad luck. <laughs> yeah, so sorry. Oh my God. Um, I'm just speaking kidding. of, Thanks now so we're just going to go into our highs and lows of the week. Um, so I'll let you go ahead cool. and go first. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with my low, which was I had a shoot this week with my friend. She makes music mm-hmm. and I was going to shoot her cover and do like press photos and um i only have my analog camera with me right now and i like prepared you know fairly well but during the shoot like my camera would like malfunction or just not work the way it usually does and i was like okay that sound was kind of off like this isn't really working but you know just kind of crossing my fingers and yeah it turns out my camera was broken and we lost like all of the photos and it was also like the one sunny day in berlin it's never sunny in the winter and it was just blazing blue (laughs) skies like sunny and we were so excited to be shooting and we lost everything that was a low because yeah um she was like on the deadline and we had to get those photos so we had to reschedule and had to organize a new camera and buy new film which is like very scarce in berlin so yeah i'm so sorry that's awful (laughs) It was That's okay. Like it was just twenty four. Oh yeah, it was just twenty four hours of survival mode, like super stressful, like texting people, organizing stuff. Um, but yeah, I guess the high was that everything worked out, and we got really cool photos. Um, yeah. Oh, oh we no. Yeah. Actually, the high was um, it was sunny like three days in a row. It didn't say on the weather oh, forecast. Okay. Yeah. It was supposed to be only sunny on that day, but the next day we woke up and it was blue sky again, even though it was supposed to be cloudy. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm hoping it stays sunny. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming to too. Berlin next weekend, actually, and I, <gasps> oh it looks God. like it's supposed to rain. Okay, we should yeah. hang out. How long are you staying for? I'm just there Saturday, Sunday, Monday with my friend from the UK, but okay. I mean, oh my God, I'm literally gone around, until Monday. <laughs> Oh no! No, okay. that always happens in Berlin. That's a shame. Um, um, and then for my high of the week, I well, I was in Nepal um, earlier this week, and I I don't think anything else would have you know beat that. So yeah. that was really incredible. There's so much I could say, but 
it was it was nine days, uh, or actually no, ten days, nine nights, which was a good chunk of time. And then I spent a day in Kathmandu, a day in Bhaktapur, and then the other what seven days were in a, a place called Nagarkot in the mountains. Wow. And oh my god, most beautiful place I've ever been. I waking go up in the mountains. So badly. It was incredible. It was incredible. And I've told people, I mean, I've basically, I've, that was basically my fourth time in the Asian continent, but the other three times I feel were kind of cheap places because I had been to two resorts in Asia, which really isn't very genuine. And then one of them was a place in Turkey, but the whole country of Turkey is split between Europe and Asia. So for some reason, I just felt I didn't have the most genuine experience yet. So I was happy to check that off my bucket list. Well, can I ask like a question or do you want to do your low first? I have like Nepal No, questions. definitely ask questions. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, why did you decide Nepal or like how did that idea kind of... So yeah, yeah. I actually went with the group um, from my school and I signed up for this program at the beginning of the year that focuses on like the sustainable development goals. Um, and then uh, there's a few different trips that you can go on. So I wanted to go to Nepal just because I was kind of fascinated with that and I also couldn't see myself necessarily booking a solo trip to that part of yeah, Nepal especially sure. like I didn't really have another reason to go um but yeah the trip was kind of focused around quality education so we visited a school there and tried to like you know obviously did some fundraisers and um helped with parental involvement because that's a big issue that that school was facing so I don't know it felt really nice and um everyone at the school was adorable the kids were mm-hmm. so sweet um Wow. Yeah, it was it was a really great experience. I was really happy. That sounds amazing. Yes, 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 yes. So definitely a high high. Yeah. Um, and then I almost don't even want to say my low after yours because mine's like barely even a low. No, everything <laughs> um, is valid here. Yeah, so in the Netherlands, I don't know. Have you been to the Netherlands ever? I've been to Amsterdam for a few days. Oh, yeah, yeah, very nice. But it's kind of the the whole country is known for like having such a beautiful like springtime with all the tulips mm-hmm. and all the nature and canals and things. But the price that you pay for that is actually like the worst allergy season I've ever experienced. So you guys might be able to hear it a bit in my voice, but Whoa. Ooh, it has been a tough reentry to this country um, after yeah, Nepal. For sure. But um, that's pretty early. I feel like allergy season usually is like April, maybe. Yeah, they've got a head start. I mean, there's flowers and everything blooming and mm. stuff because I think that so much of their tourism revolves around the springtime that they're just going to like go as quickly as possible. But uh, okay, yeah, it's been <laughs> it's been interesting. Anyway, I I would love to just get into the content now. Starting off with you living in Berlin. Content. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you you grew up in Switzerland correct? Yes, yes. I and did. how long did you live there before moving to Berlin? Um, so yeah, I grew up there. I spent like basically all my life there. Uh, yeah, until I think 20. And then at 20 mm-hmm. years old, um, I had just lived in Zurich for two years. Like Zurich is another bigger city in Switzerland. It's like a banking city. They also have a lot of art. Like not everyone knows it, but um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah, just kind of thinking about the next steps, because I didn't really love Zurich, so I moved back home, and then all of a sudden my partner, they make music, um, mm. and they they were just like, okay, I'm going to move to Berlin now. 
gosh. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, okay, like that's cool. I thought about Berlin. Like I thought about going to school there or like studying there, but um, yeah, it's like quite a big feat to like take all your things and move there. Um, and so I just kind of like helped them move and like do that and get settled. And then I just kind of came and visited um, like every few months. And then I started like really liking it. I started making friends there. Yeah. And yeah, I, I was surprised because whenever you go and visit a city, like every day you try to pack full of like going to museums and events and all that stuff. You're like in every corner yeah. of the city every day. And so I thought that's what living in a big city was like. But after spending like bigger chunks of time there, you're just in your neighborhood, you know, or you're just at home for a day. And I noticed that it's actually possible to live like a calm and like chill life there. And then, yeah, I've been mm -hmm. there. Yeah. And then about like a year and a half ago, I decided to like spend more time here. I don't actually I don't live here like full time. Um I'm still based like between Berlin and Switzerland, but yeah, I make a lot of Berlin content. It's just more fun. <laughs> but yeah, I actually still spend a lot of time in Switzerland. Oh wow! Wait, where am I? Where are you calling me from right now? Um, I'm I'm in Berlin right now. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So okay, my next question was what initially drew you to or drew you to Berlin, but it sounds mm -hmm. like it was well, your partner moving as well as just the city's yeah. whole vibe and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think just, I, I like the city in general. Like, I love the feel. I love, there's like so many good things about it. Definitely the people. Um, that was a big surprise. I just found so many friends so fast. And mm -hmm. also in the creative scene, it just mm -hmm. was really effortless for me, especially coming from Zurich, which um, I feel like in some ways it's maybe similar to Paris or like just like the circles mm -hmm. are more closed and like people in Zurich just generally have this reputation for being like arrogant or like, you know, not super social. And so I was sure, just a sure. bit exhausted from that. And then coming to Berlin. Um, yeah, I had a great experience. I've heard from a lot of other people that Berlin can also be the same and just like closed and hard to like break into. But um, yeah, I was just super lucky. I think it also depends what kind of scene you're in. Like art scene can yeah, be tricky sure. or like certain like influencer scenes maybe. But yeah, mm -hmm. again, just very blessed. Yeah. Well, I think it also probably depends on the person you are and opening yourself up to certain things. So it seems like yeah, I'm glad you've yeah. had a good experience. I think yeah. Berlin is such a cool city in mm -hmm. the way that you can kind of have whatever experience you want. It's kind of whatever you make it, right? Yeah, exactly. Like you can find anything in Zurich, like uh, Zurich, Berlin. <laughs> um, there's so many different communities and things going on. You can really just pick and choose whatever your thing is. Yeah, so nice. Um, but you're you're saying you're not technically based in Berlin. You're going between Berlin and Switzerland. Yeah. I'm wondering yes. how yeah. was that through COVID, especially. Mm, so. That's a good question. I'm trying to remember. Oh, there's so many phases to COVID. <laughs> like three yeah, years, just mm -hmm. like pulled out. Um, but I, in Germany, I mean, I lived in yeah. Germany towards the like. I think I moved 2022, and even at the end of 2021, it was like strict. I feel like yeah. in southern Germany. Yeah. So I think the like I started coming here more in 2021, and definitely the restrictions were quite like strict. Um, mm -hmm. the, they, the mandatory masks literally just, um, or like wearing masks, masks stopped being mandatory like a month ago, I think. 
um, which is super oh, late yeah, compared yeah, to really? other countries. Yeah, like in Switzerland, a year ago, you could stop wearing masks. And in Berlin, it was just very recently. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Netherlands. Yeah, I it was quite tough. Yeah. Fall. Wait, what was it in the Netherlands? I think that there was like a mask mandate for like maybe three months and then they just dropped it. Oh, yeah. It's so fascinating how all the different countries reacted so differently. Yeah, Mm -hmm, surprising. mm -hmm. But yeah, Berlin was, it was quite tough, I would say. Like, especially in the beginning when I was here, you'd have to have a test every single time you want to go to a store. Yeah. I don't know if you remember yeah. that. Yeah. I definitely remember that going to dinner <laughs> oh, and having to self test or get a PCR. Ugh. Yeah, that was stressful. And with like the testing stations like closing early and stuff, you have to like be on your shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was really lucky because I had a test station like right around, like at the end of my street. So every time I w- would oh, leave, I'd have to walk past there anyway. So I just get a test and then like hop on my S Bond. <laughs> oh Very yeah well okay trip. that's but still it's so inconvenient i thought i thought yeah. that was really crazy yeah yeah like yeah. whenever i would phone back home like it, it became so normal to me but whenever i would phone back home i'm like oh yeah i get like two tests a day they're like everyone was like what's going on in Berlin? yeah 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 <laughs> yeah um so and then also when you first arrived in berlin did you notice any like culture shocks or like a shift in your mm-hmm. own mindset or something off the bat Um, I think I just really enjoyed because in Switzerland, I mainly, I stay like with my mom and she like Mm -hmm. lives in a little town. And so I really Mm -hmm. loved having a lot of young people around. I remember when I would come back to Switzerland, I'd always tell everyone like, there's so many cool young people. Like when I go to the grocery store, there's just people like sitting in the park and it just felt so lively. And I really loved that. Mm-hmm. And then also just like the diversity that there's so many different people from different places. I really love that. Like I just love like getting to meet all sorts of people with different like backgrounds and we all just kind of landed here. I feel like Berlin attracts like a certain type of person or certain type of people. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Yeah. I just like connect with people quite quickly here. Obviously not everyone, but yeah, I get surprised a lot. Yeah, I don't know if that's Germany. I don't know if it's Berlin. I don't know if it's just an international community. But I had a really similar experience when I first moved to southern Germany, where Mm -hmm. I just felt like such a switch from my American suburb Mm -hmm. hometown. Yeah, what were your culture shocks? (laughs) Oh, God. Well, I've made a lot of, like, content about this. I think the biggest ones was definitely, I mean, they definitely had to do with the international community because... Growing up in kind of a town, uh, for the listeners, they've probably heard this like 20 times, but you're going to have to hear it again. It's fine. I think it's insightful. (laughs) For me. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Growing up in in a town that is like, everyone's quite similar. I feel like they come from the same kind of backgrounds and live pretty parallel lifestyles. Um, I just didn't even have, I think, the... It was just pretty stereotypical American to like not really see outside of the States. Mm. Um, But I didn't really Mm. understand how much more was out there and also that there were communities of people that were so diverse so yeah growing up I kind of felt like an outsider as as stereotypical as that sounds but it was nice Mm -hmm. to kind of go to a community where it's already been established that everyone's going to be different so no one's like picking parts of you you know to to kind of Mm -hmm. make fun of or whatever it was just really nice and Mm -hmm. really welcoming which is not something I was really used to Mm. well yeah it makes me think of Damon's book 
global citizen. Damon's book. We're Where do I even start? Citizen. Yep, yep. Oh, don't get me talking about Damon Dominique right now. That would be your first mistake. <laughs> uh, I'm such a big fan. Oh my god. Oh my it's god. My really? YouTubers. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you guys, if you don't know about Damon Dominique, you need go to go right get after this episode. That. Yeah. You're missing out, man, if you're not watching Damon Dominique. I don't know if you've seen my Instagram recently, but it's basically a Damon fan page right now. I'm posting a book, his <laughs> French course, all the things because, ugh. Oh yeah. my God. Anyway. I really um, want to read his book. Anyway, anyway too many Yeah, tangents. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we can't go down that <laughs> rabbit hole. Um, well, I got to find where I was. Oh, right, right, right. Um, okay, so having lived in Berlin a couple years now, mm. or part-time at least, um, what advice would you have for people moving Orbis. Oh God! <laughs> um, listen, try it. I keep doing stuff with my hand, but it's not in camera. We're we're like on <laughs> Zoom right now. <laughs> um, if you really want to do it, I would say try it. Mm-hmm. But you know, I hear a lot of you know stories from people that it's really really tough to move. Mm. Yeah, just that it's really hard to find a place. Um, I hear different things. I recently, someone said that it takes like a year or two of like moving around from different sublets until you find your own place. (laughs) So, you know, be prepared. Um, I have heard like good things as well of like people who came and they found the place literally within like a month. Um, Yeah, unfortunately, I think, you know, like your background matters, you know, certain landlords prefer certain kind of people. Um, Mm. Yeah, I think that's always the case. Or like if you're financially like super stable, you've had like a good job, it's like way easier to get um, a place versus if you're like creative freelance Um, artist. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But um, yeah, I love the city. I love living here. a lot of people I love, I know, really love it here. Um, something that surprised me is that when I meet people, um, they often, when I ask like how long they've been here, it's always a lot, like a long time. It's usually like, oh, I've been here for like five years. I've been here for seven years. I've been here for mm-hmm. like ten years. Compared to other cities, like for example Zurich, it's like people would stay for a year or two and then move, or or be really long, but usually yeah shorter and i feel like berlin like people really like living here and they stay here for a long time can like live like a really comfortable life that's really good advice i I mean pretty useful okay so as much as i'd love to keep talking about berlin um we haven't had all day so i want to move on to speaking multiple languages because (gasps) correct me if i'm wrong but you currently Mm. are speaking slash learning english swiss german 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 italian Japanese and French yeah so um that's correct great fact checking that's incredible um um, well um I speak well English and like Swiss German are my native languages um I mean Mm -hmm. German Swiss German is kind of the same thing it's kind of not the same thing um and then yeah I've been studying French for 10 years which I'm like hitting another wall with French. It's a little bit frustrating because, you know, I've spent so much time and energy, you know, motivation learning French. And I just went to France last month. 
and I like it's just not rewarding because you like try to speak with people and they're still like oh you're not French I know that's the thing to you gotta if people are make, putting the effort in to learn you gotta welcome it you gotta help them constructively yeah. right yeah, yeah. there I just I'm really noticing the difference between like theory and speaking and I think if you want to like mm. you know be able to speak you just have to spend some time yeah in whatever speaking. area yeah um and I've been yeah I've been learning Italian I actually had it in school for a year and then I picked it mm. up six months ago and I'm having so much fun it's like especially after learning french italian is so simple and so rewarding and you can just speak it like pretty immediately <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well you've you've been collecting all these languages like you have all the skills i'm sure by now with grandma if you can learn japanese know, or get there yeah i mean sure i don't speak japanese italian. at all i just had it in school for a year but you know there's still a new alphabet a new grammar structure all yeah that, so. i guess i guess yeah. I still think it's incredibly impressive. I'm over here with mm -hmm. English, broken German, and a tiny <laughs> bit of Spanish and French. Tiny bit. Uh, that's so cool, um, though. Are you yeah, focusing on, on one it. language right now? Well, so it's going to depend um, where I'm moving in the fall because um, it's between mm -hmm. Germany and, and Spain, and that's going to determine. But I'm going to want to become fully fluent in German either way just because oh, I love that okay. language and might as well. Wow, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. um, I got kind of a Damon Dominique style question for you now. I okay. think I literally stole Hit it from me. his video. But do you feel that you kind of have different characteristics or like a different persona or way of communicating with each language that you speak? Definitely, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, I always say like, I. it's so funny. I sometimes meet people in Berlin who like speak German and English. Like I literally <laughs> had this um moment where i was like at this little i was at an event and there was a t like the coffee station and i met someone and we like kind of knew that we both spoke english and german mm -hmm. but i was like oh i like my english personality better and he was like me too let's just talk english oh my gosh that's, <laughs> so, see, that's so interesting though because okay if we're going to talk about damon then let's just talk about damon because um, i remember him saying once that in different languages there's different like like for an example i think it's greek where there's like seven different words for love um Whoa. when in english like you say i love you those three words in so many different contexts right like you could love someone platonically you could love someone romantically you could love mm -hmm. a family member you could say i love you in maybe a sexual context and it's the mm -hmm. same words and damon's like i wonder if because of the different words for those emotions that they feel that feel separate emotions on like a heightened level because they understand mm -hmm. how to like compartmentalize and express them i just find that really Ooh, interesting that's super interesting mm -hmm. that just reminds me of like how i mean we're going to talk about mental health later maybe but yeah um just that journey of like learning to name your emotions mm -hmm. and like you know, compartmentalize, as you said, is like so mind blowing because you feel this one thing and you think it's this and then you're like, oh, actually, it could be like different things or just like different names for what I'm feeling right now. Yeah, yeah. And it's almost like, a, at least for me, when I have some like medical thing going on, even if it's tiny, mm -hmm. like a breathing issue or whatever, I freak mm -hmm. out and I start Googling all the possible <laughs> things it could be. It's like, doesn't matter what it's yeah. called if like I'm feeling how I'm feeling, you know, but it's, mm -hmm. it's interesting to consider what weight literal vocabulary may hold and mm -hmm. how different languages could open you up to that so 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, as someone who's speaking, it, uh, you know, like seven whatever languages, that's insane. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. that's super crazy. Um, and then I just want to talk about my Swiss German personality. Yeah, go for it, go for it. <laughs> because it's actually interesting because I started spending a lot more time in Germany when I was 20. So I feel like whenever I like go back to Switzerland, it's like I still speak a lot of Swiss German, but it still kind of feels like my 20 year old self. Like, I kind of stopped growing that vocabulary. Mm. Or I have, like, different, um, like, vocabularies that are better in different languages. Like, for example, in English, I'm way better at talking about my emotions. That's why I really like talking and speaking English to everyone. Because I can just express myself way better. And also just, um, like, complicated topics, like politics or, like, science or whatever. I have way more vocab. Um... But in Swiss German, I feel like because I grew up like in Switzerland, so I have like all of like the school lingo. I can't really explain, but just sure, like very sure. like social. Like a juvenile, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I I like cuss so much in Swiss German. <laughs> <laughs> I have such like a broad range of Swiss German cuss words, um, and I feel like it's a little more firm. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I'm really bad at, for example, expressing my love for someone in German or Swiss German. I don't know why. I just find it so cringy. Because like, yeah, yeah, in yeah. English, I can just say, <laughs> I love you so much. And in Swiss German, it's like, ich liebe dich. And it just feels wrong. Yeah, it's sure. like too many words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get that. I, that's really interesting that you bring that up. I've never thought about that from like an identity point of view, um, mm-hmm. especially from what you said about like you, that feels like your 20-year-old self, where it's like if you stop developing a vocabulary or... Mm-hmm. Um, you can't communicate your current thoughts in in that language. It's really interesting because yeah. it's weird how language could limit you to a, a past version of yourself. Damn, mm-hmm. that's insightful. Yeah, that's really it's cool. <laughs> also, what I noticed, something I do is I speak a lot kind of in synonyms. Like I'll say mm-hmm. something and then I'll repeat like two other ways of saying it. Even if it's the same language, like I'm mm-hmm. always kind of switching. Like my brain is super interconnected. It's always kind of like, bouncing back and forth different languages different words for things um that's why sometimes speaking is kind of overwhelming because there's just so many words to choose from (laughs) yeah wow yeah yeah i don't have that very like tunnel vision when i speak like some people Mm -hmm. can just be super like stable and know exactly what they want to say and for me it's kind of like i need to cross this jungle when i want to express something (laughs) Well, I yeah. think I feel the same way, but I don't have the cool excuse that you have with speaking all no. the languages. I just feel like I can't ever speak clearly. Uh, no, I, I'm not complaining at all. It's amazing. Um, well, I think yeah. it's just a sign of being super cool. I actually think that that is one of the most um, what's it useful uh, talents one can have or strengths is speaking multiple mm-hmm. languages. Because think about like, what if your best friend somewhere, like someone who you'd really love somewhere exists out there and you can't communicate with them because of a language barrier Mm -hmm. it's sad to think about right yeah Yeah. it's also um because my mom is filipino Mm -hmm. and i would always kind of get mad at her if she wouldn't be able to like speak german or english or express herself properly um Mm. but now i have so much more understanding like how difficult it is to like learn the language to yeah i guess like a climate a climate um and yeah i have much more respect for people who like choose like pack up their lives and like move somewhere where they don't speak the language 
definitely um, definitely yeah. yeah and also just kind of realizing again like going back to personalities and language like um when i see her like hanging out with her filipino friends and she speaks tagalog which is like the filipino language she is such a different mm-hmm. person than when she's like trying yeah. to speak german or english and it just especially getting older made me see her like as a much more dynamic person or just like see her more or experience her more fully it was really interesting to see yeah i guess that i guess what you were saying earlier kind of goes both ways with like the fact that uh german or what do you say german or english isn't her mother tongue means like Mm -hmm. how how you were saying the swiss german feels like your 20 year old self maybe she can access you know everything she grew up with that that kind of part of herself you know yeah yeah exactly it's it's really cool to think about wow all right Mm -hmm. um but moving on to uh, something on. a little less, <laughs> with less depth, um, university. I I just kind of wanted a university update from you. I don't know if you're in university now, but I remember hearing yeah. that you wanted to look uh, pursue that a bit. It's messy. It's a little it's, messy. It's messy, right? <laughs> So I always keep telling people I've been trying to get into school for like three years. And I just <laughs> can't do it somehow. So I'm not in university right now. I'm super blessed that. Um, YouTube is just kind of working out. I can just kind of sustain myself from it. And Uh like, I do have like great plans for the future. Like I do want to go to school and everything. I feel like I'm just kind of like figuring it out right now and like recalibrating. But, um, yeah, I tried applying to art school two years ago and I was going to apply to a bunch of them, but it got really overwhelming, like with deadlines and stuff. So I just did two. I just did one in the French speaking part of Switzerland um, mm-hmm. which I actually got an interview for, which was super scary. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah. Um, but I'm like really proud of myself because it's actually like a really good school. So the fact that I got an interview, you know, pat on, pat on yeah, the shoulder. Yeah, good for you. Well um, yeah. And then I also applied to Berlin and, um, I just got a letter and they're like, wait, what was in the letter? They were like, yeah, <laughs> what you make is not art or something. It was like super, what? like direct and i was really sad isn't that like the whole opposite philosophy as to what an art school should be promoting yeah exactly like categorizing what's art versus not art isn't it supposed to be interpretive and individual Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well maybe that just doesn't sound like a a good fit yeah i don't know um yeah i think kind of spending time like with the like registration and like all the courses all that stuff like with the art world i think Mm -hmm. Like, the fine arts course is, like, the professors or whoever. They just have such a specific idea of what art is. And, Mm. I don't know, that just became, like, really exhausting for me. Um, And so now I'm thinking of maybe doing something more applied, like, graphic design or maybe film or photography. Because I have, like, so much experience doing that already. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, but I'm really bad at choosing, so I can never find the perfect course. I'm struggling so much. <laughs> I felt the same way with the fine arts stuff. I was I was mm-hmm. debating when I was applying to universities in the fall if I wanted to apply to a like a proper film school because that's kind of my the direction I want to go yeah, in is film yeah. and cinema, mm-hmm. um, or if I wanted to do a b- broader major that encompasses aspects of film as well as like uh, just other forms of digital media. So I personally landed on like a communication and digital media major, which is kind of umbrella. But I I did see that a lot of universities were kind of strict about what's considered 
film or art or whatever yeah yeah exactly yeah um and then so you're saying you're you're kind of actively in the process of pursuing a university experience um and what would you personally want to get out of that is that you know social networking a degree for work Mm -hmm. so when i finished high school which is now almost four years ago like three and a half years ago that's crazy I was just super done with school and I also my whole friend circle was super independent they were all freelancing already like Mm. getting jobs and like you know moving out and stuff and so I was just like I wanted to see how much I could do just on my own merit and like with my own tools like whatever I have right now Mm -hmm. um, before going to school and um, yeah I was just like I'm gonna take a gap year and then it kind of turned into two gap years and three and um yeah I feel like that's a really great decision I feel like I just kind of got to learn how to live first yeah and how to take care of myself and like how to live on my own and I had so many mental health like issues as well that I'm really glad I was able to work on like I had so much time and space to sort that out and um yeah but that also made me realize I guess the limits that there Mm. are to just like doing your own thing you know like everything you want to do you want to try out you have to buy your own materials you don't have like all of the infrastructure like labs or workshops or you know advice from people from your teachers and yeah so all of those things kind of accumulated and I think mostly I would like to have that focused environment to develop a practice yeah yeah yeah. so like showing up every day and you have your workspace and you have the people around you so you kind of have the energy and then yeah yeah, again just like the infrastructure getting to use all the tools and the rooms and everything i think that would be like the most important part um and probably networking as well um i'm not like riding on that too hard because i hear like both sides like some people you know like they meet a bunch of like really important people in art school and that helps them for their careers and some people have the opposite experience where they don't really connect with anyone i think that what's cool about the decision you've made even if it was you know one gap year after another is Mm -hmm. one the whole scheme of life like you just gotta live your life and enjoy it um but Mm -hmm. two is you're you're pursuing so many individual things um or i guess collaborative things all across like the creative board if you will I guess um which I want to talk about all of those I have a few notes in here but I'd like to first focus on your photography um Mm -hmm. if you guys follow sorry I say nay but it's kale pipe right on Instagram yeah my handle is kale pipe how did you come up with that by the way out of curiosity um so I had a super cringy name before I think um my YouTube channel is called it as well um ma petite aventure (laughs) which is french and it's like my little adventure um yeah okay it's not that cringe but um yeah i kind of started that because i was just making little videos on my own like i would go on all these little adventures and i just wanted to film them so that's what i would call my channel but um yeah i grew sick of that pretty quickly and then (laughs) i was hanging out with my friend ella and we were just like okay how can we we need to come up with a new name and we were both like really into skating <laughs> okay like skateboarding yeah, yeah so we were like ooh skate pipe <laughs> like a really cool oh. word 
Um, and oh, then, I see. I see. Yeah, skate pipe. And I really like like vegetables and like greens. And I was like, ooh, kale is a cool word. So skate pipe plus kale equals kale pipe. It's okay, like so, so skate charming. pipe. No, yeah. I think it's cute. I thought I did so picture random. a pipe, like a smoking mm-hmm. pipe, and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. so she's, you know. But I do think it's a cute name. <gasps> oh my you know? god! Wait. I didn't realize if it was like you're smoking kale. I didn't know what was going on there. But I think it's. I <laughs> do I think it's cute. I think it's really unique. Um, yeah, I don't. I know. And then I just like the oh. sound, like the sound of the word is kind yeah. of cool and the way it looks. So just kind of running it's, with that. It kind of has a little, not aesthetic because that's visual, but it definitely mm-hmm. has a a cute. Uh, nice but also sophisticated yeah yeah it's nice i like it anyway follow her on instagram at kale pipe um yeah i was gonna say i have a lot of familiarity with cringe usernames um i was will be 13 official for a while will 13 will be 13 (laughs) um so bad and then i changed it to will's camera which i don't even really like it's just confusing um oh why don't you like it because it's not my camera's channel, and it, oh, there's an apostrophe, okay. and then, I don't know, I'm, I'm more than open to new username mm-hmm. suggestions, everyone, so mm-hmm. you can leave those somewhere. I have to say, I really like Will's camera, because in okay. my like, I kind of fill out the blank that it's like through Will's camera, okay. and it just kind of that associates, like, yeah, you, and like, you know, you're making films, and yeah, I don't know, I like okay. it that's really sweet thank you my cousin over the summer was talking about it and he was like i still don't understand why you changed it to will's camera and i was like what <laughs> so after that i kind of felt insecure too i was like are people thinking like, it's like a last name i don't even know <laughs> oh my god that's um, so funny. yeah maybe jokes on him a bit it's literally the word camera but anyway 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 um <laughs> photography you have a website yes. um yeah. right yeah i'll link yeah. it below you guys can check out her work. It's beautiful. But I was mm-hmm. I was wondering what was your first initial inspiration, motivation mm-hmm. to start taking photos? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think just like creating is in my nature. You mm. know, like whenever there's like a napkin and like a pen, I'm always like doodling on doodling, it, you know, yeah. or like even in school, just always like drawing. And oh, one of my first memories is um, in kindergarten, I would just like draw things and I don't know I feel like I pretty early like figured out that I have like some sort of a natural gift for like creative things aesthetic things drawing and like all the kids would come up to me and be like oh how did you draw that like you're so good at drawing um yeah so I don't know I guess that was kind of my first coming in touch with creativity and I just kind of connected to it and um focused on like drawing and painting a lot um and then I don't know I think my parents just gave us a camera like Mm. my sister and I when we were like seven or eight and um I had my little pocket camera and I would just take photos of everything especially like travels um I don't know it just happened so naturally and unconsciously I don't even know like why I don't have any intention or purpose or drive for taking photos I just did it and I really liked it and I would make like little reels on iMovie with the photos with music. Mm. It just it, happened, yeah. like it just effortlessly. Um, That's so cool, and that, yeah. I mean, being self-taught too, and having the quality and like um, whole aesthetic of the images, at least I've seen of yours. Mm-hmm. That's really <laughs> yeah. impressive. It's really cool. Yeah, I think that sometimes yeah. the best things are spread, like rooted in actually mm-hmm. no like specific um, concept or like. Uh, 
planning, I guess, and it's more so mm-hmm. just like finding the image and whatever you're doing. I don't know if that sounds like yeah, bullshit, yeah, but yeah. I think I everyone think has like their own way of learning. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people prefer self-taught. A lot of people like when other people teach them. Um, yeah, I've just always kind of been figuring out, and like my main, I guess, route is I always like to see what other people do. Um, mm-hmm. whether that's like in real life uh, mm-hmm. I like ask someone to do it and then I just kind of like make up my own way of doing it or I think online like um, the online community of photographers was super helpful to me because it really helped me to develop my own taste and figure out what I like and then I could just kind of like take that and make my own thing out of it mm-hmm. yeah yeah so really cool that. so then mm-hmm. for you what would a typical photo shoot look like Okay, um, well, you mean the shoot or like the whole conception with the idea and planning? Yeah, why not the whole <laughs> the whole process, start to okay. end from idea um, to photo? Well, let's say it's like a personal project, I guess. Um, just in general, like whether it's photos or videos, I always work a lot with my emotions or just whatever I'm dealing with at the moment. So, um, yeah. I'll take an example. I did a shoot with a friend, which is like in the park. And at that time, I was just really like loving nature and greenery and sunlight. And I was like, I really want to capture that. Like I would bike in the park and I was like, I kind of want to capture this like lighting and the warmth and kind of this lightness. And um, so I just like posted on my Instagram story to ask if anyone wanted to shoot and then this person reached out um she's really sweet and then we just set a date and then I did a mood board um yeah and I sent it to her just so she got the mood and then I also reached out to like a clothing label in Berlin and asked yeah. if I could just borrow some clothes for the shoot I sent her the mood board as well and then it all just kind of came together and then we did the shoot. Um, yeah, I just packed my camera, my tripod, all the clothes, packed some snacks. On set, you always want to have good food and stay Love hydrated. Yeah. And then, yeah, we did the shoot. I think it was quite late. Like, we met at like 4 p.m. And the sunset was like at 6 maybe. Mm, um, that pretty lighting though. Yeah, but sometimes, you know, you just work with what you got and you make the best yeah. out of it. And I really mm-hmm. love the photos. Yeah, that's so that's so cool. I love yeah. that you're and it's kind of inspired by like you said for that one you're just kind of wanted to capture the natural beauty, right? Mm-hmm. And I think yeah that there is so much beauty. I personally know that like I feel really inspired, especially having moved around a bit in the past couple of years, like mm-hmm. to have a new setting and see something different than what I used to. It, it like if you have the actual technical ability and kind of the eye to actually mm-hmm. know how to capture that um, in its essence, mm-hmm. oh, I think it's so cool when when that works out. Mm-hmm. I think that's what everyone creatively is always working on is like you have the vision like you know what you want to create yeah. but you're just like physically not able to get there and then <laughs> yeah. the longer you practice like your craft the better you get at like executing your vision the way you want it um, totally yeah that's the struggle <laughs> yeah and so speaking of creative things that you're doing I want to move on mm-hmm. to your YouTube channel um, which that one's called nay do you have an actual app because now youtube does ads yeah it's nay the at right now is nay's world i don't know nay was taken but maybe i'll change (laughs) it in the future 
Well, as I mentioned earlier, I I like your YouTube channel a lot. Like, I'm going to play it cool right now. I'm going to do my best. But I will tell you, I, I did do a whole, like, binge a couple weeks ago. Because I was oh like, god. oh my god, this is what I've been looking for for so long. And in Berlin, a lot of your content. Oh, so good. That's so sweet. Um, so anyway, you are... Uh, well, actually, I'll get into that in a second. But yeah, go check her out. It's linked in the description. Um, how would you describe your public presence on YouTube to someone in like an elevator pitch? Just like a couple Ooh. sentences. Um, okay, so this is what I usually do. I'm like, oh, I just have like a silly little little channel on YouTube. Like I make videos sometimes. You know, check it out if you wanna. Oh my gosh, that's so understated. For yes, this is my beautiful. Bad. There's a yeah. lot of unique things about your channel, which is hard nowadays, I feel like, because there's a lot of people creating a lot of content. <laughs> That's true. It's like, I started six years ago, and I thought the space was crowded then. Man, like, since COVID, it feels like there's a hundred pe- more people, a uh, hundred times more people. It's crazy. So, oh my god, six years. That's actually how long I've been on YouTube, but I hate to admit yeah. it. Please, no one scroll down that far on my channel. <laughs> I beg you. Um, oh but how how do you think your experience online has changed within that time? Um, hmm. That's a good question. I feel like the algorithm, I really felt it like creeping in. Mm. Before, it felt like a much kind of freer space. Everyone was kind of doing their thing. It was a bit easier to like find an audience for certain things. And now there's, at least in my experience, there's very like rigorous categories Mm-hmm. or like genres of youtube videos or youtubers and like people doing similar things so either you kind of like fit in that it's like fit in those tags fit into that algorithm otherwise youtube doesn't really know what to do with your video yeah kind of that yeah it's a bit disheartening sometimes personally yeah. at least i actually listened to your podcast about what being a youtuber is really like and i agreed like with everything you said Oh, that the was on this podcast, wasn't it? Y- yeah, no, oh, I God, listened to it. I don't it. even remember that. I don't <laughs> even remember what I said. Um, oh my you gosh. talked okay. about um, like the YouTube studio, how that's like really um, competitive, or like you're competing oh, with yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, this has been personally the past two months. <laughs> I have not been uploading much because I've been really busy, oh, okay. and my videos that I have uploaded have done quite poorly and oh my god mm. my studio right now is oh <laughs> hard for me to look at it's all those big red down arrows and i'm like why you gotta present it like this i know like i can see that the, these don't have views but you don't have to tell it to me like that yeah um, same it, it, it's always nine out of ten i don't know why it's nine always out of 10, nine right? out of ten right that's what yeah. i'm saying yeah nine out of ten that's not a good thing um if you guys haven't listened to that episode that i did YouTube ranks your top 10 videos mm-hmm. or your most recent 10 videos towards each other. So like if I upload a video today, tomorrow it will say like in the first 24 hours, your video ranks either the top one out of 10 or the bottom 10 out of 10 or somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. It's like, why you got to do that? Like it's all <laughs> my videos. Like if it's nine out of 10, that means I have nine other videos that did better than this one and they're still mine and I still made them. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. Uh, I'm like, yeah. I know this is a great video. Why are you yeah, doing this yeah, to yeah. me? <laughs> Oh, especially when you really care about it. And then what are you going to do? Like, you spam your Instagram story? I don't even know. Yeah, um, and it's always those videos that you, like, put together super quick that are, like, one, that do really well. It's like, why did I spend, yeah. like, eight days editing this video? And now it's I literally know. doing the worst out of all my other videos. 
I know, and for me too, it's I feel like with uh, like video titles or thumbnails, like mm-hmm. I really, that's kind of, for me, that's kind of where I want to put some creativity into it to kind of stand mm-hmm. out. But then I'm like, for an example, I, d- I made a video where I talked about kind of everything I had learned after living in Europe for four years now or whatever, mm-hmm. and kind of the biggest ideas. And I titled it something like that, and it didn't do well at all. And then I went in and I was like, you know what, I'll give in. And I changed it to like culture shocks. Mm-hmm. Overnight, it went up like 5,000, oh which is God. kind of a lot for me. And I was like, are you kidding? Come on. Like, that's a lot. And also, yeah. that's so cool. I didn't know you lived in Europe for four years. I don't know yeah. who's the cool one now. I think it's probably you. Europe for four years? You've lived in Europe your whole life. <laughs> no, no, because you kept saying, I'm co- I'm a cool person. You and I'm cool. like, I think you're cool. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. I hope I've, I hope I've uh, you know, changed in that time. I, I definitely have, but I'm really grateful <laughs> to have had an experience like this. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to stay here. Like, I don't I don't plan on going back to the States in the next four mm. years at least. Um, anyway, uh, I'm glad I'm that you resonated with that solo episode because sometimes with the ones without guests, I really feel like... No, unsure I loved them. it. I was like, damn, Will's so good at just talking. It felt so structured. <laughs> it was so... Like, you're presenting all the points so clearly. And you're so, oh um, like, well-articulated. I was just like... You know, I was oh my cooking, god! You just like, solved to like half my insecurities. <laughs> Thank you. It's like everything I doubted about myself. Um, okay, okay, okay. Uh, on kind of on the similar note as the last question, if you can even remember it, um, mm-hmm. what is the most valuable thing that you think you've gained from your experience on YouTube? Oh, that's so easy. It's literally it's just the people. It's like yeah. the people commenting, the feedback. Um, I don't think like I always say that's the best part about posting like I like making videos but honestly it's it's so hard it's such a struggle I struggle through every video and just posting it and getting the comments and getting the feedback makes it really worth it or hearing that it helped people somehow Mm -hmm. which is hard to kind of understand it's such a like mind-boggling thing to post things on YouTube it's so weird it's so abstract like it's there but it's not there uh-huh and it's you but it's not you now technically yeah you know. exactly and yeah. have something in the past especially like if mm-hmm. i get a comment on an old video i'm like oh my gosh this version of me in the past where i'm saying whatever oh, i'm saying that i probably don't even agree with now can resonate with someone yeah that's so true yeah and then also um i think just meeting people in real life like you know you, you're like making these videos it's such a an intimate experience it's such like a almost isolating experience and then, you know, having people, like, tell you in real life, like, oh, I, I watch your videos, or or just connecting to them, or making internet friends. Um, last yeah. year, I literally met all of my favorite creators. It was such a transformative year. Oh, like, gosh. I got to meet them, I got to speak to them in person, and then the craziest was, like, when like someone who I've been following for years, like, saw me, and they're like, I know you, I know your videos. It's just like whoa like that's that's crazy it's so crazy yeah i i feel the same way i think i talked about this once before on the podcast but last year also for me was a year where a Mm -hmm. lot of my people who i have like on my youtube channel as my favorite people under my channel section Mm -hmm. started following me back and interacting with me um yeah i I mean i remember i I met a few of them I, i hope to meet more but it's really interesting when people you look up to like find value in what you're doing too so exactly suddenly it just reached like another level of purpose 
mm. or connection it just felt so much more tangible all of a sudden mm-hmm. and i'm like okay, and although a lot of people more. make content i say that there's not at least for me at least um there's not a lot of people in like my immediate circle and in, in my mm-hmm. in-person life that have this hobby or this uh, passion for whatever filmmaking video making so mm-hmm. it's really nice to be able to connect with people online or meet people mm-hmm. from the internet in person that you can mm-hmm. kind of share that with you know and talk yeah. about it with it's really nice i'm so glad to be like sharing this with you right now oh me too see this is a great example (laughs) you and everyone i've had on this podcast is like i mean i've met all those people through the internet so it's really really cool yeah literally all my friends i know through the internet Mm. it's insane yeah yeah i mean i mean next weekend i'm in berlin with a friend from the internet i'm meeting her for the first time i'm really looking forward to it um yeah hopefully when i come to berlin i'll meet you sometime yeah please anyway so on that note what creators do inspire you if you just want to name a few mm. Ooh, i have so many okay well we've been on the damon dominique train yes. so yes. <laughs> you know, definitely damon um i think he just brought the youtube game to a whole nother level like with the kind of youtube doc and i don't yeah. Man, I yeah. have so much to say. I know. And Should like we do another episode quality. on Damon? Just <laughs> Let me know if you guys want to hear that. For yeah. all the fans. Did you also watch Damon before his other channel? I mean, Damon and channel. Joe. Yeah. No, I got to him right on right when he started his new channel, I found him because mm. he went to Paris with Best Dressed, right? Or yeah. well, Best Dressed came to Paris and oh my God. when she posted about him, that's how I found it. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, yeah. on another note, best dressed, Ashley. I mean, she is just <sighs> the YouTube queen. And I can't still, think of anyone. Still, she's like she still redefined. the queen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh my god. Like her video, like the way she was pumping out videos, the quality, the content, the film, yeah. like craftsman, craftswomanship. I, I can't even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she was going to college and working yeah, her time. I, just, where was it? Where'd she go? UCLA to right? UCLA to do film. Yeah, what? I'm a high school student still, and I'm complaining about it. I Dude, I'm doing this full time. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> so hot. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Everyone operates differently, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely Ashley, and then um, Leah's field notes. Lo- I love Leah's channel. Yeah. yeah. She makes like some of the best videos, just like effortlessly. She's so good. And then um, also Moya. Yes. Moya Moheni. She makes the most amazing. They're so like simple and casual, but she Mm. just has this gift for making videos and content. And it's, I don't know, I love it so much. It's so inspiring. Like every time I I watch something, I feel like uplifted and motivated to like pick up my life and like definitely definitely i feel like she definitely is kind of a trailblazer in that also genre of video making she definitely has a Mm -hmm. lot of uniqueness to her channel yeah exactly um i also love purple palace shayna purple palace that sounds really familiar wait is she friends with damon yeah yeah okay there we go (laughs) yeah she's an artist based in paris and yes she made like pretty like vlogs um like similar to other people but i feel like recently she just kind of started doing her own thing like she'll just like talk for like 20 30 40 minutes and she's Mm -hmm. just kind of like vibing and talking about making art and like she always says affirmations at the beginning of her videos and it really helped me as a creative myself with mindset 
and she's just so mm -hmm. like you know about being positive about your work and feeling confident in it and it's really helped me a lot um yeah. i always feel really great when i watch her videos um oh there's so many more man there's so many people do you have some you want to share yeah well, you sure. have your um, youtube section where you already have yeah them. yeah i do and that's pretty much what i'm gonna go through so i mean Mm -hmm. quickly definitely you I, i'm not even it's oh, not because you're here no. definitely you um <laughs> your whole instagram and youtube definitely damon we we've been known um yona yinton i really like she lives in northern Ooh. sweden oh i she know her yeah. yes the same with isabel yeah. page who uh mm -hmm. yes also just incredible cinematography mm -hmm. um unjaded jade uh yes, a friend course. who is actually just like a radiant person and her whole idea of casual magic has like kind of redefined my daily life honestly i think about it all the time same uh the bliss bean who's also a friend i don't know if you know her mm -hmm. yeah. i'm sure i've seen her stuff i can't i don't have an image right now she took but... a break for a while but she makes really mm -hmm. she lives in spain right now um well... and she goes to one of the universities i was like i was looking at um mm -hmm. i know i'm forgetting someone definitely my, my friends <laughs> who have been on this podcast everyone who's been on this podcast inspires me for mm -hmm. sure uh, yeah, go check out my, my channel section of my YouTube channel. And um, and check out Will's videos. I mean, you probably already watched them because oh, you're here. They, but they're also you. amazing. Oh, Anya. Do you know Anya? Yeah, yeah, I know Anya. Yeah, her, definitely. She was another one yeah. who followed me back recently, and I was like, it was, I don't know it's where actually, to. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because I actually, like, I kind of knew Anya existed and she had a channel, but mm -hmm. I just met her in Berlin um oh, last so year oh, yeah okay, i've hung cool. out with her and i only checked out her videos afterwards so it was kind of like an interesting reverse where i just got to meet her in real life and then kind of saw her social media she's the sweetest person ever i hope you get to oh my gosh her. i feel like i have so much i want to talk about with you but we're already an hour <laughs> in and i'm still like three more things I, yeah so Oh. By the way, just um, when I posted on my story that I'm going on your podcast, Anya replied, and she's like, "I can't wait to hear it." Oh, really? Yeah. <sighs> Let me tell you, I've been watching her for a very long time, many years, because she's an American who lived in Germany. So when I moved, mm -hmm. her videos were like super fun for me to see. Ah, oh, okay. And then I tagged her in a few things, but it was weird because with every other creator who I had like followed before and been a huge fan of, and then they followed me back. It was kind of like a moment, you know, like I, I remember I have my, them all the time. Yeah. So it was kind of like either they damn me something. I remember Damon. That was crazy. He didn't follow me. But when he <laughs> sent me like a voicemail, I was like, oh, shit. And then oh, Jade, all these people, oh all these people. Slay. And I was like a moment. And then one morning I just woke up and like in the middle of the night, Anya had followed me. And I like didn't really know how to go about it. But you're doing she's something. Still, you're she keeps it. reinventing. I feel like her brand, too, in such mm -hmm. a cool way yeah anyway. she's so good too everyone's yes, there's just so, so many incredible creators yeah, yeah yeah i think that that's i mean generally speaking that i feel like that's kind of a corner of the internet you know those mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. um which i just think everyone who contributes to that is really 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 talented yeah yeah okay we gotta move on oh, man, you we, gotta move. we just gotta I, catch I mean, up over coffee sometime <laughs> like four hours definitely, yes yes yeah yeah a lengthy day-long coffee um anyway you are definitely a creator who inspires a lot of people almost one hundred thousand to be exact Dude. on youtube i wanted to talk about that you almost have your youtube plaque very soon i can't believe it it's crazy 
So that's a huge number. Um, I was wondering, mm. what are your thoughts, any thoughts, on having a following of that size? Okay. Um, it's. I think I just can't like fathom how many people those are. Um, mm. Yeah. Like it, I think it's really like a year or two ago where I really realized like wait people actually watch my videos like when people in real life actually said like oh I watched your video recently um someone I knew that's yeah. like the first time yeah. I was like oh someone actually watches my videos because and like I person yeah I know and like I get like the comments and you know the views like the numbers they're there you know you you mm-hmm. you see it but to understand that those are like hundreds or thousands of individual people with their own lives is yeah crazy yeah yeah yeah. and i think just for a long time i also just like i did my thing and i didn't focus on the numbers or analytics or anything at all i think the first year doing youtube i didn't even read the comments i didn't really realize that they were there somehow so yeah must be nice (laughs) no i like just very i don't know i just didn't want to get hung up on those things at all because i followed Mm -hmm. a lot of people who that was kind of their downfall you know just like numbers and comparing and i just wanted to stay like just focus on making the videos on putting it out and kind of like staying authentic or like working with integrity i guess um yeah so it's amazing it's crazy it's a number um i guess it's validating yeah it's also just hard to believe (laughs) yeah well i think it's more than deserved um but i also think Mm -hmm. that like i saw a tweet once that was like because i mean for me also i feel like i i have a weird size following very grateful for my following but Mm -hmm. because I'm not really sure where to even classify that because um, mm-hmm. it's on the cusp of getting to be a good number of people, but it's still quite a small following in the scheme of uh, yeah compared to internet. other mm-hmm. yeah. So, but I was so sometimes I do actually get kind of insecure, like questioning, oh, like why is my following growing? Um, but then I saw a tweet that was like, if I had ten people following me around for an hour, I would be like oh freaked god. out. And it's like, oh my god, if I can upload a video and it gets like a couple thousand views. Like, I could imagine, imagine a thousand people were following you through your day, like, for a daily vlog. Like, what? Mm-hmm. what? That's like, true. Like, I couldn't do it. Yeah, I couldn't do it. That's so, true. It's weird to think about, really. Yeah. Or the live, YouTube has, like, a live view counter, and when it mm-hmm. jumps a couple numbers in a minute, it's like, whoa. People watch me right now? Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And also, um, oh, I just had a brain freeze. that's okay (laughs) it's gone um let me think Um, i think it's gone all right all right well let me know if it comes back um okay one other thing is with a following that big i'm sure i mean it's admirable that you're so vulnerable and authentic online Mm -hmm. um, but i think there's a lot of sides to that so i kind of want to hear your thoughts on having that vulnerability with your Mm -hmm mindset and your life to a large audience Mm -hmm. um i think vulnerability is really important to me when i create it's definitely important to me to always incorporate it i just kind of realized that one day and then i started doing that i think just because because i'm someone who loves consuming content that's like content that i get the most out of when people are like honest and sharing 
their experiences and that's like where I get the most value out of and with almost anything I create whether that's a YouTube video or an Instagram post or story like my main kind of intention is to like how can I bring the most value to people so yeah. kind of like filtering it out and like trying to curate things that can help people and not just like waste people's time um yeah yeah I feel like being vulnerable online personally is something I want to work on more because mm-hmm. for some reason I do have I don't know if it's imposter syndrome or whatever where it's like who wants to hear about this or like whatever I'm struggling with but then that contradicts itself because I love or I find it really beneficial and meaningful when I watch someone who's talking about the things that I kind of deal with personally so I feel like that provides a pretty good segue to mental health which is going to be our mm-hmm. second to last topic today um, specifically you've been open online about dealing with anxiety which yeah. um, being vulnerable myself I this past year especially I've dealt with the more the most anxiety I've ever experienced thus mm-hmm. far so I think that that's something that could be really useful to talk about and mm-hmm. share some stuff so yeah. I would you go ahead Nate told me that she made a mind map for each topic <laughs> which is yeah. so cool so I- I'll let you take this one away right now yeah I guess that's cool I guess it's also a sign that you know I also deal with anxiety especially social yes. anxiety um so yes. I'm like nervous about like what I'm gonna talk about so that's why I made uh-huh. mind maps about everything oh so that I'm like covered <laughs> well um, if it's any condolence I think thus far you've done so so well Thank you. Um, Yeah. yeah, So um, I'm also having brain freeze right now. Anxiety. Okay. Um, Yes. As you said. um, (laughs) um, Yeah. I also deal with anxiety. Which, by the way, I'm sorry to hear that you're um, having a hard time. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But uh, just from an early age, kind of dealing with depression, anxiety, Mm. and another fun one, paranoia. I actually haven't talked about that much. And it's not like none of these things are like diagnosed. I went to a um, psychiatrist, psychologist once, um, sure. but only for a short period of time. Um, yeah. But yeah, just I remember growing up having like the worst paranoia, um, oh which is basically God. like I just always felt like someone was following me or like as if like ghosts wow. were following me or like I'd see things like in the mirror. Like I hated doors. I hated windows. And it just made like life so exhausting um i think that's why mental health is really important to me because i just know what it feels like when you know your mental health sucks sure yeah (laughs) Um, yeah. and just really going through it you know there's a point of my life there was a point in my life where just like with the state of my mind like merely existing was so painful and so like unbearable and i just felt really hopeless um yeah especially my teenage years and um that's why I just really wanted to work on it and improve it and I think the internet played a big part in that because there were actual like you know like websites or videos like guides on like how to like tips on like you know how to improve your mental health and um yeah I kind of I'm like what are we talking about again did you ask a question um, I no 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 no. I actually said you could take this one away. Whatever direction oh, you want. Oh okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So going. I've just been on my um, mental health journey. So that was a few years ago. I think the lowest point, my worst mental health year, was probably eighteen. 
Hello. I heard it like from a lot. I love comparing with different people, like what stage they were in at eighteen. Like for some people, eighteen was their best life, uh, best year of their lives, and for some people, eighteen was like the worst, worst year of their lives. Um, yeah, yeah, it's definitely the worst for me. <laughs> I'm sorry um, to hear that. You know, I'm currently eighteen. Oh, okay. How's it going? Yeah. It's going interesting. I think seventeen oh, so far has been the worst because eighteen has gotten. Oh, no. I mean, this past month actually. I've, I've had a pretty big increase, which is good. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, 17 was pretty rough. Yeah, but oh no, I'm sorry to hear that. Okay, no, it's cool. All right, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, so with 18, I just like, I think it was my second year um, after I'd moved out from home, but it was my first year, like having graduated school and like trying to like do YouTube or like freelance full time. And it was just so overwhelming. Because I, yeah. I definitely like stumbled into it like so naive and like somehow mm-hmm. I just had to make enough money to pay rent and you know, like that was so much food for my anxiety machine brain. And that monthly, like that, that routinely, mm-hmm. um, I, don't, I don't know if trigger is the right word, but like that mm-hmm. something that consistently happens yeah. in your life that adds onto the pile, it's like just yeah. stop for it a second, give me a break. So yeah, it was yeah. definitely a very intense time. And I just remember like sitting in my room and thinking like I literally I have so much anxiety. I'm like in so much pain. It's crazy how like your like mental pain can manifest physically. Physically, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's I'm so okay. Continue, but I'm yeah. really glad and you said that. And I just like I remember just so vividly, like I remember thinking like I just can't imagine what it feels like to wake up and feel good. Like, I just can't imagine what it feels to, like, wake up and be happy and feel light because I would wake up every day and just feel so sad and heavy. Um, And, yeah, since then, it's just been a journey on, like, I don't know, like, working on it, you know, through journaling. Um, People in my life, like, my partner played a really big role. My partner's family, Mm. they were really there for Mm. me. Um, Just my environment. And then a lot, like, internet stuff. Like, someone who was really important to me is um, Hitomi. I don't know if you know her videos. Oh, yeah. I love Hitomi's videos. Yeah. Like, she also just went through such a big journey. And her talking about her experiences and how she Mm -hmm. overcame a lot of things helped me so much. It resonated with me a lot. And I think, actually going back to vulnerability, I think she's, like, the person who I benefited so much from her being open and vulnerable that I wanted to, like, give the same thing back to other people. Um, yeah yeah and then you're just like learning little things every day like um, I wanted to talk about rewiring your brain because Uh like you know all those like for example anxiety it works like you have neural pathways you know which are like those anxious thoughts and like the more you think them the more ingrained those pathways become and so your brain just kind of gets stuck in that pattern so, you know, you want to like get your brain out of that pattern and you want to start thinking positive thoughts. But because those neural pathways are so ingrained, it's really hard. And just practicing mm-hmm. every single day, like showing up and trying to like make better choices. Um, yeah, I've just been like working on that for the past few years. And obviously, you know, these aren't, aren't like the scientific terms, but... Um, no but okay I have yeah. to be honest guys I'm like sucked into my <laughs> I kind of zoned out for a second because I'm like so intrigued by everything you're saying it's so profound and insightful yeah. um, oh my god well thank you for all of that there's a lot to unpack there um, 
First thing I wanted to say, okay. because you reminded me when you talked about Hitomi, is uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to say this earlier about um, authenticity and vulnerability online. Mm-hmm. But I also just I just want to mention that I think that vulnerability looks different. Like you can be vulnerable in a lot oh, of different yeah, ways. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that are all useful because I feel like the mental side and talking about men- mental health struggles can be really useful. But then there's also, once again, Damon. Like he's vulnerable <laughs> in a much more like philosophical mindset um, way that's provoked a lot. And then... Another example, you know, you know, uh, Trixie Mattel, Katya Samuels. No, I don't think so. <laughs> they're they're drag queens, um, oh which I can't shut up about on this damn podcast. You guys probably mm-hmm. are tired of hearing about them, but they're they're vulnerable in like a experiences way, which is entertaining, but it also like stigmatizes a lot. I feel like so. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just I just wanted to put that out there that vulnerability mm-hmm. I think looks different for um, sure. Yeah, and I've benefited from it in a lot of ways. The other thing I want to talk about was the mental uh, stressors or feelings manifesting themselves physically because mm-hmm. um, speaking from a personal personal experiences, last year I think I had one or two distinct uh, experiences that at the time they were pretty like traumatic, I guess. Not mm-hmm. not in like a, a bad way, but well yeah, in a bad way. That's not lie. Sorry, but uh, thank you. It's okay, it's okay. But um what was weird is those experiences were very physical, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you, you all don't need to be worried or whatever. But in the future, it would it would almost like trigger that physical reaction when I'd start thinking about that or get stressed about something completely different. Mm-hmm. Like when I'd have that anxiety in my headspace, it would uh, trigger a, the physical reaction that I experienced in those moments, mm-hmm. which was really tough to deal with at first. And I think as almost a year has gone by, you obviously develop whatever way works for you to kind of get yourself through those moments but it was definitely like a panic attacky type of mm-hmm. feeling and it's it was so weird because up until then um i i hadn't really struggled with uh mental health i had i had bad days i guess but mm-hmm. they they kind of all took place inside of my head and i could kind of think my way through things or mm-hmm. remind myself of good good things in my life or kind of again compartmentalize because it was all taking place in the same space in my head but once that almost like bled into my physical being then I was like really confused and it it almost uh triggered more anxiety then there was like stressing about stressing where it's like I'd get so worried that I was gonna feel (laughs) panicky that I'd become panicky and it was a what do you call the cycle um Um, that one big word (laughs) oh my god a circuit what's it I want to say catastrophizing it's not that um, I know exactly what you mean. Oh my god! Yeah, me too. I feel like I should know this. Spi- it's spiraling, a... spiraling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Vicious cycle, vicious cycle. Oh, vicious cycle. Um, oh, okay, but okay. Spiraling is is I think is essentially the same thing, mm-hmm. but it's like, yeah. Anyway, that was that was weird to get used to, and I mm-hmm. I'm glad you put it in those words because it was really hard to describe to people at first, and like to my parents or to friends, where I'd be like yeah, I basically just feel like I'm going to die. And they're like, that's not stress. And I'm like, no, it is stress. Like, <laughs> I don't know how to explain mm-hmm. it, but it's like my body is panicking. It was, it's been, it was Yeah, and it's crazy how, like, if you just, like, look at your body, like you're sitting here right now, nothing is happening. There are no threats. But that yeah. um, sort of flight or fright, flight, <laughs> fight or flight response is activated and, like, on full alert. And you think you're going to die, even though there's no dangers facing you there's no like stimulus most of the time too i think like a lot of my worst 
like episodes if you will mm-hmm. were literally uh provoked from nothing i mean maybe it was like pent-up stress that i've had that but it wasn't like there was an event that happened that triggered that reaction it was just mm-hmm. kind of like yeah nothing's going on so for any of you who experience similar things out there we see you we hear you <laughs> we um, see you we yeah. hear you we feel you and yeah i think just being able to name or like again just like growing that awareness of like oh it actually manifests physically and then like being able to work through that and like grounding yourself oh there's so much like i don't know how in detail we want to go <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah there's um, so many coping tools you can develop and you can work through it most of the time sure um yeah. i wanted to ask for you at least what is a couple things that you could do for either self-care or like mm. for uh, those times where you're not doing too well what do you resort to um so the thing i've been like kind of focusing on the most or it has been helping me the most recently is just like really going into the physical um because i feel like i was able to kind of work out a lot of like mental things like anxiety things just kind of like create a a calmer and safer space in my mind Mm -hmm. um and doing a lot of that through like physical activity like i started doing sports and exercise regularly which you know everyone always tells you to do but i actually started doing it recently and um yeah i go like bouldering once a week and then sometimes i also do like running or like go to the gym yeah and it has like such such a big impact on how you feel or how i felt um Uh yeah i was really amazed um and then just overall like taking care of my body like making sure i get exercise sleep well eat well and like if i kind of cover my basic needs Mm -hmm. which i it's just so crazy because it's so simple but i realized i wasn't doing Mm. those things and like that already gives you a much more like stable foundation to like work on mm-hmm. yeah which it's Definitely. it's really hard to do like if you're an adult and you have like a lot of like things work school whatever like feeding yourself three times a day is kind of already a challenge yeah and something nutritious too or something yeah. that's gonna benefit yeah. you yeah and yeah. then if your mental health is bad it's even harder <laughs> yeah. so yeah. yeah just kind of focusing on that and then um Something that's helped me with anxiety is kind of learning about um, regulating your nervous system. I guess it kind of goes into like eating well, sleeping well. Um, but yeah, there's also something that I learned from Hitomi, which, you know, again, just kind of like feeling your body and feeling that it's not at ease. So your nervous system is kind of going crazy. And I think there's like mm-hmm. two different types of nervous system, which is like the sympathetic nervous system and your parasympathetic nervous system. So your sympathetic nervous system is kind of like the gas on your body. So if that's kind of mm-hmm. on, you're kind of like, you know, stressed, you're kind of focused on whatever is going on. And your parasympathetic nervous system is like the brakes. And you can like activate it through breathing practices. And that's like a good way to like work with anxiety. So I've been kind of focusing on like breathing, physical stuff, sports. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. There's oh so my gosh, every shit. time you talk, I can actually, I'm physically <laughs> leaning in towards my camera. I don't even realize it. And then I'm like this close to the screen, Tell sorry. Um, I, yeah, okay, yeah. wow. That's, there's so much good stuff there. Um, mm-hmm. 
I feel like there's nothing really I can add. You've covered so much. Do um, you have like any mental health tips or like things you're working on? I don't know. I mean, for me, I'm the thing is I'm still really figuring it out. I feel mm-hmm. kind of lucky because I, the past month, like I said, I actually haven't had an episode like mm-hmm. to as to what I've That's like amazing. an anxiety. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. But mm-hmm. I think towards the end, I. I would say breathing, but one of the things that would happen is I feel like I couldn't breathe, so it didn't oh, really work yeah. in the moments. That's true. If the you, short like, breath, anxiety yeah. panic attack. That's true. Yeah, it almost it sometimes it felt like uh, my lungs were like punctured balloons, and so like I would mm. breathe in, and it, the air would just go. It was really it's really weird how this happens. But mm. the the two things that I would do often is one, if the sun was out, I would always go sit in the sun. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but it definitely feels like a connection i don't know if that sounds silly but there's i mean there, it, it almost seems like you're being charged or like revived oh yeah, hello sure. revived a bit <laughs> um yeah so i love sitting in the sun and then also i i'm really lucky to have like a, a really really close friend um from my time in germany who mm-hmm. i've kind of just been through a lot with um and one of the experiences that i had that really triggered a lot was actually with her um, and I know that she deals with a lot in her life, too. Mm-hmm. So something about, one, just getting to, to call her and talk to her and hear her voice um, is really nice. But also being able to have someone who, like, no one else gets it like she gets it because she mm-hmm. was, you know, there. So it's just, it's really, um, I'm lucky to be in a position where I have a lot of support in my parents and my family and friends and mm-hmm. stuff. So, oh, that's yeah, nice. that always helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, well, I'm still I want to talk out. about more. Oh, <laughs> like we're almost <laughs> at two hours. I know. I don't want to keep you for too long, but no, you're always welcome back here. And even if offline, I'd love to keep talking about this. Yeah, There's for something... sure. No, I'm having such a good time. I'm lucky to have all these interesting people on this podcast. It's crazy. Because you're really interesting. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, I want to move on to one other thing because I don't want to mm-hmm. end the episode without talking about it uh, before we get mm-hmm. to Instagram questions. But you, I've, I've heard you talk about uh, songwriting and music producing, which I think is Ooh, really cool. True. And I haven't seen too much of that content mm-hmm. on, maybe that's me, but on your platforms. Yeah, no, um, I haven't like done that much about it because I'm just kind of, it's, it's kind of like my hobby because like I've turned mm-hmm. so many of my like quote unquote hobbies into my profession. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. like songwriting is like or like making music is the one thing where i like just really have fun and i really don't care about the result um which oh that reminds me this year i'm like so focused on like process-based creation versus like results-based you know like I when it comes that, to yeah. youtube instagram um yeah i also learned that from purple palace from Shayna. but um yeah what i love about music is like you're really just everything you do has an immediate kind of um result it's like a- any like note that you change or yeah. or, so- or like sound that you pick it's has oh, so much yeah, feedback wow. you're, you're like really in the flow um and it's so relaxing and i think like my main intention going into music making was um well music is such a big part of my life just like art and yeah. um, i listen to a lot of music i really love like following artists and stuff um but i think i I just really wanted to know like what my inside like what my sound is on the because everyone has like melodies in their head or like um i don't know different just like different visions of like sound and i wanted to see like what that would sound like so i just kind of gave it a shot and it's actually funny because um my partner 
is a music producer and songwriter like for a living and I just always kind of like saw them do that and I'm like oh that's so cool but like they had their whole setup like I'm gonna have to like save for so many years until I can even buy like a keyboard or whatever and then um, I think I saw an interview with Steve Lacey and uh-huh. he said like he some of his like really big songs he literally made on his iPhone and I was yeah. like what that's crazy like just with GarageBand and so I downloaded GarageBand and started making things on there which uh-huh. are like really bad um mm, but uh, <laughs> yeah and I just like that was like three years ago at least so I've just like been making yeah. like little songs here and there and then I think the last year I started also doing things on my laptop and like playing things on because I, I also play guitar like I had guitar lessons for like four years or something. It's oh, a cool thing to know how to play. I wish I played guitar. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, so sometimes I record stuff and yeah, I've been using it in my videos sometimes. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. So I don't know. Okay. I just feel like any extra layer of me I can add to any of my creations you know, video or whatever. Um, it just makes it, turns it more into Nate's world, like my YouTube I handle. love it, I love it. And um, I think that what you were yeah. saying about finding your own sound, I think is mm-hmm, what you used, mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. really beautiful. And it's really true, because I think that art and music, you know, you know, music is art, but I think mm-hmm. that they speak to such different parts of, like, humans than what we're used to with, like, actual verbal or, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, yeah, visual like communication. communication yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah um and me personally what i love so much about film is like the combination of that like yeah. musical aspect as well as the visual stimulus that is just like you can really portray something that that you can't using any other form of media so i think that's really mm-hmm. cool that when someone especially on youtube where mm-hmm. you're kind of turning out regular videos if if they have a lot of them themselves in the visuals and the audio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. So then your, for your music producing, what mm-hmm. what do you hope to do with that? Are you are you just going to continue oh, doing true. what you're doing now? Or do you want to produce yeah. for others, produce for yourself? So right now it's really just kind of like my fun outlet, but I keep saying I want to be a music producer by 30. I okay. just feel like making music is the coolest job. Like you're helping so many <laughs> people. Cool, yeah. And it's so, yeah. again, it's like nonverbal, it's so like shareable, it's, it can have such a big impact on people's lives. And just in general, like musicians are my favorite people. I just love their workflow of like, you're like in a studio, you know, for like 10 hours a day and you're just creating stuff. You're just making sounds, you're just making art, you're just like going off the vibe. And that sounds really good to me. Um, I don't know if like talent wise, technically wise, I'm gonna get there, but you know, it's the mm. goal. We're like working on. I it. think it has so much more to do with drive because and, yeah. and uh, individuality because technical aspects can be learned by yeah, exactly. anyone basically. You know, anyone mm-hmm. can operate a camera or anyone can uh, um, you know learn a software, but mm-hmm. you have to have something unique uh, yeah. to actually uh, be successful with it. So. Mm-hmm. I can imagine you'll go places. Yeah, hopefully. Future. Um, last question about this is, what are some artists you would love to collaborate with if <gasps> given the opportunity? Oh, my God. Okay, whoa. Oh, my God, that's such a good question, but such a hard question because I'm, like, one of those people, you know, like, I have all these people that I follow and admire, but, like, I don't uh-huh. really want to meet them. 
<laughs> Why? Because you're because you're nervous about it, or yeah, just because I'm really nervous. <laughs> I get that. Too. I get that kind of. But I mean,、know. I kind of do want to meet them, but I kind of don't. I'm like, I don't know. I think it's so much harder to see. It's it's always funny when I hear people say that, especially people who I admire,、um, because、mm-hmm. it's like, I think it's harder to see for yourself. But like from my point of view, I'm like.、Mm-hmm. Like what? You, I, I know it's such a naive question, but it's like, what do you have to be like worried about? You know, because、mm-hmm. you also bring something to that, and、that's、we're all、true. just people. You know, that's that's, that's kind of my perspective. But then again, you、mm-hmm. put me in front of Adele, and I'm gonna. <laughs> gonna yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally get your point. I totally get your point. I'm still working on that, but um. Yeah,、hmm. for sure. I don't know. I've been really um loving like Matt Maltese's music. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm a little familiar, but I, what I have、yeah. heard, I do like. Yeah, so maybe collab with him, or I really love like、um, reggaeton and like Latin music. That's why I really want to、okay. learn Spanish. So maybe、okay. like that kind of artist, like Rosalia, would be amazing. Oh, oh、uh-huh. my god.、Um, yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Well, maybe like in any genre. Like I really love Bad Bunny. So. Yeah. Do you know him? You know, I know I follow someone who talks a lot about him. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, I would、so、love to collab with him on any level. That'd、mm, be cool, man. That is super cool. Well,、yeah. it could definitely happen one day. That's super cool. Oh my、um, god. <laughs> okay, so as always, guys, I asked over on the podcast Instagram at cutthecameras.pod.、Uh, I told you guys I was recording with Nay and to ask her some questions, and you guys asked so many.、Mm-hmm. I've selected、wow. five to ask you. Um, so, the first one—it's kind of、mm-hmm. a big one—but it's what advice would you give to your younger self if given the opportunity? Oh my god. Um. Okay, I think I have something. So I'm imagining my younger self standing in front of me, and I would say, "You got this. <laughs> Believe in yourself, and take care of yourself." Like you don't have to go out to that event or whatever meeting you have. Like whatever you promise someone, like you don't have to do it. You know,、yeah. if you want to、yeah. stay in, like just do what's best for you. If you're tired, sleep. If you're hungry, eat. And yeah, everything will be okay. Damn, I'm. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, this feels like it's been a very transformational hour and a half for me. Man. Um, uh, okay. Um, and now I'm almost reluctant to ask you this next one, which is,、mm-hmm. you know,、um, do you live by any words of wisdom? Someone else. Um. Let me pick one. Oh, I have one. Trust your ideas. I think it took me like a while. Like. I always had a lot of ideas, like creatively, or even if it just like comes to intuition. But it took me a really long time to actually learn how to listen to it and like、uh-huh. act on those ideas yeah, or yeah, my intuition.、Definitely. Like it's definitely something that it's like a practice.、Mm-hmm. You know, those、mm-hmm. feelings that you have are—I mean, they're there for a reason. But it is、mm-hmm. easier said than done to actually accept them.、Um, oh, I like this question.、Um, If you guys haven't seen these videos yet, there's a lot of good baking content on there. Oh my、you、god! Kind of a confectionery genius.、Um, yeah. <laughs> so much that looks so good. So I want someone asked,、uh, what is your favorite thing to bake? Um. Okay. I want to have like a really cool answer for this, but 
you know, like some like really complicated French yeah, like patisserie. <laughs> but honestly, chocolate chip cookies. It's oh, like yeah. my comfort recipe, yeah. and I have a recipe that I really like. And it's just when I feel really down, and I have the ingredients, I will throw those things into a bowl and like listen to a podcast. And it's just, mm. I love it. I love it. So I'm doing the Italian hands right now. Yeah. So much. <laughs> uh, um, actually, you reminded yeah. me. For me, mental health wise, sometimes it is nice if it's just a bad day. If I'm not actually mm-hmm. like really down bad, mm-hmm. um, I do love to make like a comfort meal or uh, yeah. like a tea that I really like. And just the, mm-hmm. the actual process of doing that, I usually calm down. And yeah, it's nice. exactly. Yeah, chocolate chip cookies. Do you have a favorite like uh, baked good? Um. I've, actually, a year ago, I went vegan, so that has changed oh, cool. kind of my relationship with baked goods. Um, so a lot of stuff. But I, since then, I have discovered a love for banana bread that I, I never used to eat banana bread. Ooh. And there's so much good banana bread, especially at this little cafe in the town I live in here. Mm-hmm. It's a bookstore that's been around for a hundred years, and they converted it to a cafe. <gasps> and they have really good cappuccinos and vegan banana bread. And that is <gasps> like literally like I didn't understand the meaning of a safe space until I found that place. Oh it is God. like an oasis where I can just sink into whatever it is I'm doing there. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's where this whole podcast was planned, I'll have you guys know. Like I would not have been able to actually start a podcast had I mm-hmm. not had that place. So yeah, it's a simple thing sometimes. Like a good cafe that's a bookstore. It's always those. And uh-huh. have like good coffee and like, yeah, as you say, yeah. good banana bread. Yeah. Casual magic. It's a simple Casual thing. magic. There you go. Little tips of Jade yeah. right there. Oh, mm-hmm. Love it. Um, someone asked if you were if you would say that you're an introvert or an extrovert. And then I made a note that I wanted to add. And has Berlin had an effect on that? Ooh. Um, okay. I actually think I'm in the middle because mm-hmm. I have like phases where I'm super introverted where I just don't want to see anyone for a whole week which like yeah. YouTube allows me to do that which is like good and bad <laughs> um, and sometimes I'm so extroverted like last week I had such a social era where I was just like making friends with strangers like talking to people on the street and just like chat like I, I'll just like go out to people like ask how they're doing I don't know I'm just like striking up conversation left and right. Love that. Um, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I guess like, because sometimes people also answer that question with like, where do you draw energy from? Like if you're on your own or, mm. you know, from people. I think I get both. Like I need a good balance. But sometimes if I've been alone for too long, just like seeing people like hang out with friends for a few hours really like charges my batteries. Yeah. And definitely. gives me energy. So, yeah. yeah. Um, that's great. I think that it's hard to label yourself as one or the other, so I do think that's mm. a very valid answer. You know, it's okay. situational. Um, okay, and the last question um, isn't as it doesn't have as much depth, but someone asked, "What inspires your look, fashion, etc." Ooh. Hmm. I think I don't know why, but I feel like my hair is a really big part of like my aesthetic identity yeah. it's definitely yeah. the thing that people like um point to first or like notice first sure. like oh my god your hair and i've had like a whole hair journey as well where you know like a lot of curly hair people we didn't even know we had curly hair and then everyone's just making fun of our bushy like uh, rag on our heads you know uh, and you're like why mm-hmm. don't i have straight hair and then suddenly you realize you have curly hair 
and then you like learn how to take care of it and then everyone wants your hair <laughs> yeah and it's such a cool look such a yeah beautiful i, I love it yeah. <laughs> yeah um and then otherwise i don't know i think just like internet i just like kind of absorb everything like, subconsciously and then yeah 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 and um like style wise i haven't like bought a clothing piece in a store in like years i only th- like secondhand shop which like yeah. you know to each your own that's just like my experience um or i like mainly wear hand-me-downs <laughs> yeah but you know what i like that stuff because I second-hand shop for a lot of reasons, but the majority... Or no, no, not the majority, but a cool outcome is, like, I feel like those clothes have a lot more character to them yeah, than, like, what's yeah, being sold. Yeah. And you're not wearing something that anyone else is wearing. So even if yeah, you know, I love you're that. not high-fashion couture, you still mm-hmm. have your own individual mm-hmm. look to it. Yeah, yeah, so, like, I have a lot of clothes for my sister. Like, she's really good at selecting pieces, and I just, like, get whatever she doesn't want anymore. And, like, that's oh. great. And she's super stylish, so... You know, I really can't Must take too nice. much credit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I am the oldest kid in my family, and my oh, brother no. can't does has like a completely different style than me. And I'm like, you don't even know. You don't even you know. If you are to have this opportunity and to be able to decline <laughs> this opportunity, like. Uh. <laughs> oh my right. god. Um, yeah, probably that. I really love like fashion content, though. I love I follow like content creators. Like I love learning about all the brands and like the runway shows and stuff and like couture yeah. it's so fascinating but mm. um yeah i don't i'm not like that invested i guess into it at the moment yeah i find it interesting but i'm still very distant yeah. i feel like from the industry and keeping mm-hmm. up with it mm-hmm. well nay wow. this has been so oh so great i really enjoyed talking to you i could i feel like i could talk to you even longer but we're at an hour 45 Same. and yeah I, it's just it's been really nice so i really can't thank you enough for coming on here today mm-hmm. um, thank you so so much for having me like so it was so fun and the conversations were so interesting i learned a lot um yeah me too yeah thank you I, i'm sure you all can tell by now that Nay has so much to offer and it, sh- it shines through in your content for Full real I, <laughs> i'm definitely fangirling over here but i'm just owning it because you all should go check out all of her stuff um everything's oh. linked below and uh, yeah, I I hope to meet you one day. And until yes, then, for I'm sure. excited to keep in touch. Um, mm-hmm. You guys can also go ahead and follow the podcast on Instagram at cutthecameras.pod. Follow, as follow, well follow. as if you enjoy it. Um, Me just doing ad lips over here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Leave a review, 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 review. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> and uh, with that, guys, I will see you in episode 12. Goodbye. Bye.